Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the Real Nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us 720-6-NERDS-5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con 2016. Log on to denvercomiccon.com to buy your tickets right now because they are selling out fast. I haven't seen anything yet for the Stan Lee VIP, but I'm sure that will be up very soon. Oh yeah, it's coming. Because um, it'll sell out fast, as always. It's almost like I have to, you know, see him. Yeah. Well, have you ever actually seen him in real life? No, I haven't. Yeah. What if he's not real? Like, what if he's, he's so like mythical that he's not real yeah like they've just like the the television has invented him he's he's been cgi for 60 years wow um yeah or he's from the future he's like a robot man i just hope in uh mall rats too he has as great a scene as he does in the first mall rats yeah you know yeah i would i want mall rats too to just be good <laughs> that's all i would want especially yeah. in light of you know kevin smith and all the drugs yeah i know right Ugh. Um, Don't do drugs. Anyways, it's the Father's Day weekend at the Colorado Convention Center, and I was reading that it's even bigger this year, so not surprisingly. You really confused me there for a second, because I was like, no, it's not. It's Super Bowl weekend. What? This isn't Father's Day. <laughs> it is Super Bowl weekend. You guys rooting for the Broncos? Oh, are we in it? We are. I'm just kidding. I, I, I know. I, I, I watched that, that, that championship game. That was pretty good. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, um, you rooting for the Broncos? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I mean, what, what's your team done lately, besides lose 10 games? Um, they haven't gone to the Super Bowl, but they also didn't go to the Super Bowl two years ago, and then totally blow it. Mm-hmm. When's the last time they were in the playoffs? I forget. Who's mm-hmm. who's two thousand six, two thousand eight? Actually, was when it they leapfrog the Patriots with uh. See, why can't they do? Actually, Chad I had Pennington I, at the helm. I do have I do have uh the Dolphins to thank for beating the Patriots on the final week of this regular season. So the Patriots had to come to Denver and get right. their butts kicked. Show respect. Which uh which team is your team? The Crest Hill Cougar Cougars? Yep, the Zephyrs. The Zephyrs. <laughs> No, the Dolphins. Oh. But I don't know. I'm in a place right now where I hate the NFL. But anyway. <laughs> Why do you hate the NFL? Because uh, a lot of the players are assholes or even the personnel and stuff. And then they What's make new? they use our tax dollars to fund the stadiums and then kick us out, you know. You got, the game's you, got, done. you got kicked, you got kicked out? St- out? Were you drunk? What? You got kicked out of a stadium? No, drunk? but in general, it's, you know, it's that whole like, it's that whole attitude of like, you know, you're so lucky to be, even be at this game. But it's like, dude, we paid for the stadium. Like, <laughs> uh, it's kind of our structure, isn't it? <laughs> Brad, yeah. how Brad, how old are you? Like sixty years old? You sound like, you sound like my grandpa. Get off my lawn! <laughs> I hate the NFL. Um, I love it. I can't wait for the Broncos to win. So I like watching games, but yeah, at the, at the same time, it's just like you know all the scandals and stuff. It's just like I'm so like I'm when, over it. As a kid, you're like it's all about sportsmanship and like winning and. It was never about sportsmanship. Like, it's always been about making rising money. above. And you know, it's funny if you watch the opening to basketball when they talk about sports. Like, wow, it's kind of true. Yeah, <laughs> it's completely true. It is. It's Bri- pretty funny. Brian, who are we? Uh, we're the Real Nerds Podcast. Every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. Uh, this week we were supposed to see two movies. We did, but James but is between only one. between the six possible movies that the three of us could have seen. We have seen three of them. Yeah, um, <laughs> I. Uh, 
I did. I decided instead of going to see a second movie last night, uh, my wife and I both had the night off. So we went and had dinner together. I think that is more than fair. Um, you should have gone to see Hateful Eight, but that's just me. But fuck <laughs> off. What a horrible movie. Um, the, uh, actually, the two of you, well, no, no, don't, don't waste your time. No, don't waste her time. No. I, I'm just going to wait till it's on Blu ray now by now because it's going to come out what, in like a month or on Blu ray probably. Yeah. If anything, you should have gone to see Star Wars together. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. I need to go again. I know, me I need too. To go again. We should go before okay. it loses all its theater. Well, we're, I'm shit out of luck. I think it's going to lose most of them to Deadpool next week. Oh, maybe. Um, still at the Alamo. It'll probably still be a dollar theaters. I ain't going to dollar. I had a horrible experience just going to see Pride and Prejudice and Zombies at a U at an AMC today. I am not going to no wow. dollar theater. Yeah. So uh, yeah, podcast we, really inflated his ego. Yeah. Can't sit with the common man no more. We, uh, it's not about the common man. It's what these people are doing to the common man. These people. So this week we went and saw Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and James also saw Hell Caesar. Yes. So um, yeah. So sorry, James. I really want to see it. You should. But my, uh, well, I, I can't tell you whether or not you should see it yet. Okay. Cool. So stay tuned for the reviews of those. Um, the best place to see movies in Denver is AMC. Just kidding. Not, um, it's the Alamo you. Draft House. <laughs> this is what's playing there this week. Hi, Tim League here, founder of Alamo Draft House, and I'm here to tell you about the next title in our Draft House Recommend series. The movie is called The Witch. I happened to see it at the Sundance Film Festival last year, and it was the film of the festival that I couldn't shake out of my head. It's one of the most beautiful, atmospheric thrillers that I've ever seen. It's an incredible new director, and it is worthy of your consideration. Uh, the BBS story continues, um, and that's uh, this week. It's the well. It's, Kind of technically next week, it's the last, the last picture show, which is on the 15th. Um, Miyazaki, they're doing um, a whole month oh. celebrating his films. Dude, the, um, the trailer for that is just beautiful. Tomorrow, if you don't want to watch a Super Bowl, it's uh, My Neighbor my neighbor Totoro. Cool. Um, uh, the 18th is Spirited Away. Cool. My favorite, they're showing Howl's Moving Castle, which is my favorite, but I don't know what the date is for that. Uh, that'll be the 20th or 28th. Oh, so cool. Um, Ready, Jet, Go is the PBS Kids Camp, which is the 13th. I have no idea what that is. VHS Insanity is part of Video Vortex, and this week it's Bloodstream. <laughs> and it's the 10th. Cool. Uh, Victory Vanguard is films for teens who are serious about film, and it's Harold and Maude. It's the 13th. I don't like that movie. Sorry, Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the Beer Dinner is Shaun of the Dead on Valentine's Day. Cool. Also on Valentine's Day, Heather's is going to uh, be there with director Michael Lehman and a performance by Ignite Theater. Uh, Science Friction, the best of, in sci-fi film. Noah's Ka of the Valley of the Wee. I don't know how to say that. The 17th. Noah's Ka. It's N-A-U-S-I-C-A-A. Nausicaa. 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 Actually, Japanese is probably Nausicaa, yeah. Of the Valley of the Wii. Um, Spell Wii. W-I. Wii. Sweet Nintendo Wii. Yeah. <laughs> and... It's a video game documentary. And that's what's playing this week at the Element Draft. Oh, you can also see The Science of the Lambs on the 13th. Meet the Applegates. Uh, Michael Lehman is also the director of that. He'll be presenting that as well. Um, cool. 
Yeah, that's what's this week at the Alamo Draft House. So I, I saw Pride and Prejudice and Zombies at the mm-hmm. at the AMC today, mm-hmm. and before the trailer for um uh the what's it called how to how to be sing how to be single. Mm-hmm. They they had the the four ladies from that movie, yeah, Alison Brie, like standing there, just like in a white background, talking about like, hey, you should come see How to Be Single at the AMC on whatever date, and it's about how to be single. And it was so like terribly written and just lame that it actually made then the trailer that I watched after it seem worse. <laughs> like the thing that they added to say like, hey, see this at AMC made me want to see the movie less. Um, yeah. 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 And then yesterday, so I went and saw Hail Caesar with my parents at the Alamo, and they played the Red Band trailer to uh, Neighbors 2. Nice. Which I, sorry, mom, diligently tried not to laugh at while sitting <laughs> next to my mom. Um, and then they played the Green Band version of Nice Guys. And I was like, really? Because when I saw the Red Band come up, I got so excited, and then it was Neighbors 2. Didn't Steve tell us why they don't show the Nice Guys Red Band there? Oh, I don't think so. I think he did, actually. Maybe. Well, you were at the AMC. Uh, No, yesterday, for Hail Caesar, I was at the Alamo. The AMC shows Red Bands. I've seen the Nice Guys Red Band there like three times. I have, yeah. I've seen the Nice Guys Red Band at at AMC. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm not sure why they haven't done it. Maybe they just don't have a copy of it that they can show. So Maybe. What time of day was it? Uh, 10.20 last night. Hmm, yeah. yeah, I mean, they were able to get away with the Neighbors 2 trailer, which I think is way worse. Like, that one's got... Of course, Nice Guys has actual nudity. This just had, like, wet t-shirts, you know? Nice. But uh, I love the name of it, uh, The Rise of the Sorority. I think that's funny. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think it's funny. Like, I think the subtitle's funny. Okay. I, I actually kind of am looking forward to it just because I really like the first one. Yeah, like I was talking about last week, like the action scene at the end of the first one is like that that fight scene yep. is so good and smart. Like when he throws the can at him and goes, I'm Batman. It's oh, it's so fucking good. I love Rose Byrne in that movie. Yeah. Actually I love Rose Byrne. I'll just come mm-hmm. out and say it. Yeah. There's another English actress that I totally fell in love with this week again. Oh, this week? Mm-hmm. I've been in love with her for years, man. Don't I know. Happy. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Cinderella. <laughs> um so we also talk about movies we've been watching. Oh, hey. Blu-rays are coming out. What? Can I do the Midnight's at the Mayan? Or Esquire? God, no. It hasn't been the Mayan in like 10 years. Oh, look at him cringe. Uh, Just do it, Brad. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. Whatever. Yeah, no, it's fine. No, I don't want to do it. No, no, read, <laughs> do no, it. read me. Read me. I feel like I'm alone on this podcast. You are. <sighs> Dead air. Uh, next weekend... Twelfth uh, and thirteenth is The Hunger, which is an eighties movie starring David Bowie. Yeah, it's a vampire movie. Cool. Uh, February, I'm so tiny. <laughs> February nineteenth and twentieth is Black Caesar. Okay. February is that 20th. a black is that a black exploitation movie about Julius Caesar? <laughs> Maybe that would be know. dope. The poster doesn't. It just looks seventies ish. It's don't like know. Julius Caesar. Only Julius Caesar is in charge of some kind of like drug cartel. And he gets overthrown by 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 Brutus and his minions. Maybe it's just a black guy eating a Caesar salad. Why has got to be? Why do you give drink, bring drugs? Maybe it's not about black guys at all. Maybe it's just like, maybe it's just uh, maybe Caesar is a monkey and he's he's got black Whoa. hair. Whoa. No, Whoa, no, James. like you have to beat that out. Like from Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, nice save. Sorry, I I didn't even. I'm so not racist that I thought you all were gonna follow me to my Planet of the Apes reference nope. and not. To a very, very racist comment. That about was the most racist thing ever said on this wow, podcast. Wow, man. Wow. 
Well, I'm sorry. You need I'm, to go outside for like I'm not a couple minutes and collect yourself. <laughs> go out into the white snow and collect yourself. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, like, I like black people. I can't make this better. No. Let's move on. What else is going on? Anyway, um, on Friday, the February 26th, the uh, all-white cast of The Room. They'll be showing The Room again. <laughs> so you can watch that. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, that's where I've, right? I, I, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. I've yeah, seen the room there a couple times. Yeah. And what I'm excited about is March 4th and 5th, Galaxy Quest. Oh, yes. cool. Yeah. So I'll be seeing that. Then March 11th and 12th, The Secret of Kells, which is like a foreign animation movie. Okay. Um, and then I think March. That's, uh, isn't that a, I think it's an English one because I think it's made by the guys who made Song of the Sea. Yeah, mm. it's really—it's just supposed to be really good. Song of the Sea is great. Have you, have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was oh, gonna watch League of Extraordinary Gentlemen this week, but I decided not to. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that between the two of us, I have a better film that you let me than you than oh, yeah. you have of mine. I mean, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen—not the worst comic book movie. No, of I all saw time. Spawn last week. Right, I know, I know. When I when you started this thing, you were like convinced that I was wrong, but we'll see. We'll Just see. saying. And then finally, March 18th and 19th, Blade Runner, the, Blade Runner, the final cut is back. So. Nice. Cool. That's cool. all at the Esquire, not the Alamo Draft House. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the artsy, uh, fartsy section of Denver Film. Yeah. It's so easy to derail you, Brad. Why can't you just, like, you know, power through when I say little quips? Do, like they, that? do they bring you food at the Esquire? Uh no, nope. you do have I, to get it yourself. Do I have to get there early enough to get my seat? Uh, the midnight at the midnights? No, because there's plenty of seats. Oh, okay, I will good. say the popcorn at the Esquire is really good. It is. It is because and they also let you use the like the flavored shakes for free. I oh like yeah, that. right. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. And I love flavored shakes and the popcorn. And you can get like all kinds of like yeah, expensive like, exotic candies like the yeah. wafers and things. Strawberry shakes, chocolate shakes. Dude, com- I had a, caramel shakes. I had a chocolate malt yesterday for the first time and like ever and it was the most amazing thing i've ever had <laughs> i was like oh my god I what's beans. the difference between a malt and a shake uh they actually it, add malted milk to it yeah i've never like it's got like it's a, never tasted different to me no well yeah. maybe you never got right i think try harder better well I, often when i ask for it the machine's broken mm. <laughs> so that's one, <laughs> one <laughs> obstacle but, uh, yeah I got it at uh, Red Robin, and they have two sizes. They just have the regular size and the monster size. And I just ordered a malt, and he brought me the monster one. I'm like, why did he bring me a monster one? I was like, oh, my God. I'm so glad he brought me the monster one. <laughs> yep. <sighs> We're so laid back. What are we doing next? Uh, I don't this care. Is, this is a low-key episode. What do you want to do? Yeah. Uh, let's see what we've been watching. Okay. All right. Oh, we got movie size. This My boomstick! I love being a turtle! You're getting your wishes, so sit down! Great Scott! The line must be drawn. Yeah! Damn you all to hell! And you will know my name is the law when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Now you're getting nasty. Brad, what'd you watch this week? I watched, uh... I left you no time to edit that. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> And he has plenty of editing to do because we're <laughs> two episodes behind on this thing. Yep. Um, I watched all six Star Trek episodes with commentaries and special You know, there's a lot more that. than six Star Trek episodes. 
I meant all six original series movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. And that was awesome. And I especially like uh, listening to like the Nicholas Meyer. He gets really philosophical about his movies. Does he? Hmm. So he's yeah. a good commentary guy. Yeah. Um, a little pompous, I guess. It's not not that he's like uh, praising his own stuff, but just sometimes he'll go off on a tangent that's just like. He's he's analyzing the movie more than you really think it should be. Yeah, that's okay though. I was watching uh, uh, last year. I was watching the commentary by Marcus Nispel for the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he wouldn't talk for like ten minutes. And he wouldn't talk for so long, I forgot I was listening to the commentary. <laughs> you just start watching the movie, and then yeah. some asshole starts talking over. Like, oh, yeah. What's this shit? Hey, who oh, in right. here? He's still man. Talking. Who's in my house? <laughs> yeah, but most yeah. of the movies have two tracks. Like one's either the director or it's just like. Uh, Alex Kurtzman and Roberto, like they really yeah. mixed up. Like, oh yeah, that's awesome. There's Nimoy and uh, Shatner on one track. There's uh, yeah. like six people for another one, or like it's like um, the Akutas, like writers for Star Trek, like the, not even people who are involved with those movies. It's just fans. Uh, they do that on Tarantino movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's cool to listen to all this stuff. And Nicholas Meyer, despite what I said, like is a fantastic. Uh, it, tremendous insight in like how to be someone who's not in love with the material but becomes in love with the material as he's doing it like they hired him and he didn't understand star trek at all mm-hmm. uh before yeah so from an outsider's perspective perspective on star trek and you know he brought that whole military style to it right um when cool. roddenberry didn't want that but yeah obviously it it helped star trek grow into a movie franchise because right the first movie was so based on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I watched that. We, we're we're going to end up talking about this whole series later in the show as well. Just as a, as a, as a foreshadow. There's something else. There's some news this week. Okay. Not news. You're freaking me out. What's going on? Nothing big. Um, and then I f- watched the last uh, season of Mad Men. Cool. And Is it good? I haven't watched the last season yet. It wrapped up okay. It's... It's consistent with okay. the rest of the... I felt like the last two or three seasons was kind of meandering. Yeah. And so it just kind of meanders to the end. Like, stuff just kind of resolves. <laughs> and then it just sort of ends. Wow, it sounds yeah, like every episode of Mad Men. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't disagree there, but, like, I, I really liked Mad Men for a while, and I just sort of fell off. And so I'm curious whether or not there's something there that, like, oh, yeah, I gotta go back and see it. Um, Yeah, like, uh, Draper just kind of follows down the same hole again, you know, he cheats on whatever girl he's with mm-hmm. and then finds out what a horrible shitty person he is and right. um, then picks himself up again. And, uh, you know, Sterling Cooper, Draper Price, like gets absorbed by another company type plot right. again. Um, but the more interesting stuff was uh, of the, the uh, last couple episodes was um, just how they show how negatively women are portrayed mm-hmm. um, in the in the workplace. Like right. Just how awful the men are to them without knowing it yeah um and them fighting for you know equality so like that stuff is interesting to watch uh peggy and um uh i'm blanking on her name the, right now the busty woman yeah right oh yeah miss harris is, yeah right um i only know her real name christina hendrix right yeah, yeah. so um cool and then i started watching better call saul cool 
which is it's on Netflix now. Yeah, yeah. I like the trailer for the new season. I think it's really good. Yeah. Nothing really happens in it. He's just sitting at a bar and like drinking. But I don't know something mm-hmm. about it's really cool. So I haven't watched it at all yet. Pitch me on Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Um, I'm only two episodes in and I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the, right away it starts out. Okay, so it starts out in black and white, right? Okay. Um, and they don't. You're at a Cinnabon. Okay. It's in black and white, I like as, as, as I usually am. And there's a Saul-looking guy with a mustache behind the counter working. And you're like, oh, this must be um, Saul before he became a lawyer and whatnot. Sure. Um, even though the mall looks pretty modern. Right. And then he goes home and like he's got a pretty nothing existence. And then he pulls out a tape of his lawyer commercials. And you're like, oh, this flashback is actually the future right what yeah. happened after um, after breaking bad. bad and then he starts he's sitting on his couch and like it zooms in and you realize they're going to tell the story of him like so he's he's sitting on the couch um you know reminiscing reminiscing about better days yeah um um and so yeah it's going to start basically i imagine this whole series is yeah just leading, leading up, up to, to that breaking first scene bad. Again. yeah yeah cool Awesome. Um, and then maybe eventually they will do like a flash forward and tell you a story about him in the in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe not. And right away, first episode, they bring back Tuco. Holy shit. Yeah. Man. And it's wild. Okay. And, cool. Uh, yeah. There's some uh, Michael McKean's in it. Okay. Um, an, an interesting, weird character. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to go watch the rest of it. There's only 10 episodes in the first season. Sweet. So interesting to see where they go with it. Very cool. Um, what's his name? Mike? Yeah. Uh, Bro, Jonathan yeah. Banks. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's going to become a bigger character, but he has a small part in the first episode that's like an interesting foreshadowing Cool. to them teaming up and stuff. And yeah. It's interesting to see what they're building because there's a lot of pieces going on. At one point, I thought like this one storyline, um, I thought I'd watched two episodes when it actually only been one episode. Oh, okay. Because there's so much going on. Cool. So, Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Is that it? Breaking Bad, huh? What? <laughs> Never watched that episode. You, just like you would actually, Breaking Bad. you would like Breaking Bad. You uh, wouldn't like Mad Men. You know, in particular, I don't just praise shows for any reason. Like, it's good. I know, I know, you're kind of a dick. You're like, you're like, you're like the guy on the internet that hates everything. <laughs> I like never comment on any threads. I don't know. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think, I, I, don't know, I don't even know the last thread I've even commented on. I don't do that. It's such a waste. It is. James? Oh, oh okay. I'll go. Are you guys going to rock, paper, scissors for um, <laughs> So this week I... Have you guys ever seen a movie called Vacancy? With uh, no, that's Kate the Kate Beckinsale. I'm in a hotel. Like, yeah. What a wonderful vacation. This is murder. Uh, yeah, it's. I saw it a long time ago. And it's... I, th- I think we may have reviewed it on the show. How, uh, how old is it? Uh, no. I think no? it's like 2009. No. Yeah. Way earlier than that, probably. Oh, okay. Um, it just feels familiar. You know what? I'll just look it up while you yeah. talk. Yeah, look All it right, up yeah. while we talk. Um, anyways, so it starts Kate Beckinsale and Luke Wilson, and they're a married couple. And they're obviously having problems because the first... Because they're going on vacation to some some motel in the middle of the uh, desert? They're not going on vacation. 2007. Oh, okay. 2007. And um, so they're driving, and they're having marital problems. And I did know this. Uh, the director of it... Uh, Fuck, I can't remember his Is name. The hatchet guy. Are you, are you on there right now? I just, I'll go back. Hang on. Um, no, he's uh, 
I know of him. I can't. I can't believe I can't remember his name right now. He did. A, he's done a couple horror films. Anyways, they're they're driving in the first Nimrod and Tal. Yeah, oh, yeah. He did Predators and yeah. uh, right. The Hills Have Eyes. I knew it was a guy I knew. Yeah. And anyways, so the first fifteen minutes is are them just <laughs> driving and arguing. Yeah. And do you ever watch a movie again? I mean, I haven't seen it since it's in theaters. But you watch it and you realize that the director is super smart. And you didn't realize how smart he was until you've appreciated film more. Right. So anyways, so uh, you don't know at the beginning, but um, why they're having problems is Kate Beckinsale's character was in an accident that killed their son. Okay. And so she's kind of distant from him. Sure. And so every shot of Luke Wilson is he's looking forward and you see the road and every shot of Kate Beckinsale is always in the rear view. So she's always looking in the past. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, wow, that's pretty smart. Like he's trying to go forward and she's stuck in the past and she wants a divorce because she can't get past the accident that they had with right. her kid. So they, that's um, cool. so yeah, they get lost. Uh, and Ethan Embry is this guy who works at a gas station and he tells him, Oh, you guys are like way far off. And, uh, so he, they drive away and their car breaks down more and they stay at this hotel. And while they're there, they see, that the hotel is the room they're in is has a bunch of security cameras and they're making snuff films there where people show up and kill them. And I don't know. No wonder why there's a vacancy. Yeah. And the movie's like 84 minutes long. So it's oh, wow. really quick and it's actually really good. And I don't remember it being that good, but it's super tight and like there's not a lot of time for whatever happens. And it's not, uh, like over the top violent at all. Um, it's more of them trying to figure out how to escape this room and uh the characters are really good in it um kate beckinsale and luke wilson are really good cool um but you know it's it's really small picture for i mean the actors because it just lets them kind of do their thing and um yeah i was actually impressed with it and like i said you know i saw that opening scene i'm like oh wow that's like super smart what he did that- so is it um is it better or, or worse than identity it's better okay I just think of it because it is also a like, hey, yeah. here's like a roadside motel. Yeah, my problem with horror movie. Do you remember Identity? Oh know? yeah, I like Identity. Yeah, it's, I do. I like know. it, but it's one of those things where its twist is stupid to me, so it kind of ruins right. the rest of the movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, this movie doesn't it's, have it's a twist. one where like if you think about it, you're like, okay, I guess that's fun, but at the same time, you're like, yeah, but it also means that nothing mattered. You know, yeah. and you know, I remember seeing this movie with my friend Brandon, and we always laughed at this one line that Luke Wilson said, and um. Him and Kate Pagasell are arguing, and she she said something about, um, you know, why do you go off the road? And his line is, well, I just wanted to see how big of a bitch you were going to be. <laughs> like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, I also watched a bunch of episodes of the Dick Van Dyke show. I tried, cool. to, tried to fall asleep, and um, I was like, I'll just put on some Dick Van Dyke. And the first one I put in was Coast to Coast Big Mouth, where Laura Petrie reveals that Alan Brady is bald on a game show and it's really, really funny. And yeah, so I, I stayed up watching like six episodes. Um, <laughs> all great. Cool. Um, I also watched, um, the 1943 version of Phantom of the Opera, which is kind right. of, inc- that's, that's the horror version, right? I wouldn't say it's horror. Actually. But there's no music. There is. Um, so the 43 version is lumped together with the universal monsters, like golden. Oh, age. the universal monsters one is really the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. so they have the 1925 version, which is silent, right. which is supposedly, I haven't seen it. I, I'm always tempted to get it at Tradesmart. It's like 24 bucks, but it's, it has like four versions of the movie on the Blu-ray. And right. I'm like, yeah, that might be worth it because, you know, everyone says how great 
I mean, everyone knows the reveal of the monster in that where he gets the mask off and he's like, right. you know, it's like the most iconic reveal of a monster in horror film. I'm pretty sure history. Um, <laughs> and this one, um, Claude Rains plays the Phantom and I love Claude Rains. I think he's amazing as a, uh, the invisible man. Um, and this one is kind of goofy. It, um, there's a lot of opera in it. Um, the cool, the movie looks amazing. I mean, it's shot in Technicolor awesome. and, um, I mean, obviously, because it's from 43, it's not, you know, widescreen, but the director did a really good job of getting the colors right, and the operas are actually pretty amazing in it. Um, and it, it kind of plays, um, more of like a tragic romance than like a horror film, which I think yeah. most Phantom mo- movies should probably. Yes. I mean, um, yes, that is what that movie is. Yeah. And there's also this, <laughs> it's actually really funny. There's, uh, the, like a lieutenant for the Paris police department and the baritone are in love with the understudy of the opera house. Right. And so there's like this really zany slapstick comedy in between where she is too important for them. And so at the, at the end of the film, they're both in there and you know, they're, they're vying for her affection the whole film and I, I forget which one says, says, all right, right now you have to decide who to pick. Uh, either go to dinner with me or you're going to leave with uh, the baritone guy. And all the fans are outside her door, like wanting to talk to her and stuff. And so she just goes out there and starts accepting their stuff. And they both look at each other like, oh, you want to go get some dinner? <laughs> like, yeah. And then they try to leave the door at the same time and they get stuck. It's really funny. Um, so really tonally weird at that point, though, for <laughs> for a horror film. Yeah. You should uh, well, me of a... 22, 20, 21 and 22 Jump Street, uh, which I watched this, this week also. Nice. They leave the bathroom and they like jam themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's the exactly yeah. what it was. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> Excuse you. It was, uh, it was great. Um, I also watched Airplane this week. So, I mean, if you want to see, bad. uh, a good horror film, I, I, it, I mean, it's really well done. It's not the best of the Universal Monsters. Um, cause there's a part, <laughs> the one thing I don't like about the Universal Monsters and, you know, that they're censored is almost everybody dies by getting choked out, even in the Wolfman. Right. The Wolfman strangles him. Yeah. And in this one, um, the the Phantom kills a guy who thinks he's stealing his music. Uh-huh. And then he gets acid thrown on his face, and that's how he becomes the Phantom. And then at the end, when they're fighting, um, he's fighting the the guys, and then he pushes him away, and the cop goes to shoot him with a gun, and the baritone's like, no, don't kill him, and he like hits his hand up, and so a single shot like makes the whole like cat like caves underneath the opera collapse on him. I'm like, wow, it's a really strong handgun. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was, it's a really good movie though. It's not like the best universal horror, but it's, it's still really good. Um, airplane's still really funny. Um, I don't know. I laugh at it. Uh, my, my favorite joke in it is when, um, they do a flashback of Stryker and Elaine, and they're helping people in Africa, and he's teaching them to play basketball. And he he runs over to Elaine. He's like, "Hey, I think they're finally getting it." And in the background, they're like dunking and like shooting three pointers and stuff. It's really funny. <laughs> as soon as they show him, they pick it up. Um, the movie's just goofy. If you like, people tell me I really need to watch Angie Tribeca because it's like, oh, it's great. Got an airplane, and I love Angie Tribeca. I did watch a promo where it's like, uh, what's her name, um, Rashida Jones? Yeah, they're like consoling or they're investigating somebody and uh the woman's like i hope you can find that animal and then rashida jones says like uh uh 
okay, but I think it was a human being that did it or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> That's so stupid. There's this one opening. I think it's the very first episode where there's this 90 year old woman. Like, wow, who murdered this lady? And the old woman's like, oh, let me go get out of here. And she like gets up and walks away. It's, <laughs> it's totally stupid. Um, but yeah, if you love that stuff, it's, it's always on TBS. I think you can actually stream it. Um, oh, cable. Yeah. Well, I have, I have all the episodes on my on demand if you ever want to come over and watch Sweet. it. Um, and the last thing I watched is, uh, a movie called Howl. Which I did not get original. Oh, the, um, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's a, it's a yeah. werewolf film. And no. the, <laughs> I know what not you're the movie about. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, you mean about the, the writer, right? No, that's no. not, okay. No. No, James, no. There's <laughs> zero chance Ryan would ever. Yeah. Um, anyways, it, I didn't get it originally because the cover is really stupid. Um, it looks like a really cheap, like, not even werewolf on it, but I, I always go to Blu-ray.com and they always do really good reviews on there. Sure. And they gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I'm like, wow, that's pretty high for like a independent British horror film. So I got it because it's like eight bucks at Best Buy. It's actually pretty good. It's, um, it takes place on a train where this guy is a train ticket operator guy. He goes up and down and just takes. He, he operates train tickets? Yeah, I guess. He like, he goes up and down the train and he makes yeah. sure people has the tickets. I don't no know. No ticket. Called. Ticket guy. He's a no ticket guy. He's a no ticket guy. Yeah. He's the Indiana Jones guy. Yeah. Um, anyways, a train breaks down in, um, the wilderness and, um, the engineer goes out to see and it looks like there's just a deer stuck in the, like the, underneath the wheels. So he's trying to pull it out and then he's murdered and they don't know what happened and they, they can't find him. And it turns out there's like this werewolf picking people off in the train. So it's pretty cool. Cool. It's, uh, you know, really claustrophobic. It takes a long time to get going. Is the guy always a wolf, or does he change yeah. back and forth? No, he, he starts off as a wolf. Oh, okay. So uh, I wasn't sure if, like, you know, oh, the, the train is going into a cave, so there's no full moon. So the guy turns back into oh, a man no. and he sneaks around. No, it's pretty cool. the The train breaks down in like on the edge of these woods, and you just hear you know howling, and uh, he shows up and he kills a conductor or engineer. And then he, the wolf attacks him again and bites an old lady who obviously starts becoming, turning into a werewolf. Um, but yeah, it's, what's cool about it is because it takes place on a train and they can't get out. Um, it, it's really claustrophobic. Yeah. And it's a really slow build to it. It's not, you know, over the top right away. Um, the monsters look pretty good for the most part. Uh, they don't look like your traditional werewolves at all. They look kind of just like giant men with long manes of hair. Oh, but, okay. Um, but it looks like, like, a, like just, some kind of Sasquatch. Yeah, they just look like deformed people, really. Oh, um, okay. And it looks really good. The only bad part is they have a um, more werewolves show up, and uh, there's some bad CGI. Oh, okay. But I look past it because it's maybe a minute long, and uh, the rest of the effects look pretty good. Because the rest of them are practical. I don't know why the. F- I, I guess because they're showing the werewolves move and how they had their legs. I don't know whatever. Well, and if you have a lot of them, maybe you can't build enough. Probably because they didn't have enough money, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's acted really well. It's shot very well. I, I think, uh, I think these guys will have a future. So, um, yeah, if you look for a werewolf movie, check out Hal. Cool. And, uh, that's what I watched. James, what'd you watch? Um, so just a couple of things. Oh yeah, these are. Sorry, I, I wanted to see what these werewolves look like, and they're they're weird looking. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, they don't look like werewolves really. Um, cool. Yeah, like deformed people. Yeah, weird. <clears throat> very like it's like werewolves and. The Hills Have Eyes yeah, together. Um, cool. So uh, just a couple quick things. I finished season five of Downton Abbey because I had gotten behind, mm-hmm. and season six was 
coming. Isn't it season um, six the last one? Yes. So if you're watching it on so PBS. So no more biscuits and tea. Fuck off. So if you're watching it on, on PBS, you won't get to finish who the, the show watches for PBS? people who watch Downton Abbey. Okay. So that's the only thing it's good for. And old people who want to see their stories. Um, in Sesame Street, right? No, it's, no, it's HBO, HBO, HBO That's weird. <laughs> right? Yeah. What world do we live in? So um, kids have to like pay to watch Sesame Street yep, now? Yep. That's fucked up. <laughs> right. Welcome to America, man. So, uh, you know why it happened? It's because you're not giving enough money to PBS. Yep. So, 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 no, so no thanks for the, from the financial support of viewers like you. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and cause for the record, like Downton Abbey doesn't really cost them anything. Mm. It's made by, by the BBC. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, um, so if you're watching on PBS, you won't get to see the end for another six weeks or so. But the funny thing is that PBS always puts the Blu-ray out early. So I have the Blu-ray of season six. Um, so I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta catch up on five so I can, uh, start watching six. Mm-hmm. Um, and five is, is absolutely fantastic. Um, the end, the last few episodes of that show, um, it, it sort of drew my attention to how brilliantly written that show has been. Um, because, you know, it's been, I've been watching the show for four years, and the show spans 10 to 12 years in these characters' lives. Um, so you've watched not just, like, you know, all this stuff happen. You've watched actual society change over, you know, World War II and all of these other, like, things going on inside, you know, as, as sort of the, the technology and the, the culture pushes itself forward. Um, and, man, there are, there is a, this tiny little subplot about the father of the family that just absolutely wrecked me. Like, it was so well written. They took a thing that, um, had been a plot for a while in the show that was sort of a secret and had him just, just sort of figure it out on his own and not even make it a big deal. Um, and the way that, that Julian Fellows wrote that sequence was so, it was so, it was such a light touch that it just reminded you like, holy shit, like these characters are drastically different than they were five seasons ago. Um, and it just made me really excited to, to see the end of that show and to, you know, put this thing to bed and be like, oh man, like this has been one of the best things about television for the last 10 years. Um, it's, it's really, it's really a brilliant show. And if you're not watching Downton Abbey, I just don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. Like, seriously. I was it's, watching it's, it. It's better than Breaking Bad. It, it is. Mm. It is a better written show. And yeah, it gets a little melodramatic from time to time, but like, all the different things that that show is addressing, man, it is so smartly written. Um, like, you go in to see Pride and Prejudice and Zombies today, and I'm like, yeah, this, this, this makes me want to go watch some more Downton Abbey. Um, I'm sorry, I, what were you talking I about? I dropped off after the Fuck third off. season. I know. Uh, well, you're, you're wrong. Season, man, season five has been just brilliant. Um, and I'm, yeah, so I'm looking forward to finishing that show up. Um, and then I figure, let's see, what else, uh, I watched, I watched Out Cold, which I haven't seen in a very long time. That movie is not great. No, it's horrible. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's one of those movies I liked when I was in high school and I watched it right. I don't know, a few years ago. I'm like, this sucks dick. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, Rafe's got it on his server. Um, so it was just a night where I was going to sleep and I was like, uh, sure, well, whatever. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. There's some funny parts in there, but there's also like long sequences that are just like, hey, surfboarding's cool, guys. And then they just surfboard for like five minutes. Surfboarding? Like, well, whatever. Snowboarding? What's it called? Okay. It's the one that's cold. 
right? Yep. Yeah, it's like the same thing, but it's colder. Yeah. Um, so I figure I ought to just go ahead and talk about Hail Caesar then, since okay. I'm I'm the only one who saw it. Um, so I got a chance to go see Hail Caesar last night. Uh, and the the movie is fantastic, and I I absolutely loved it. And and there are a couple of things, unfortunately, that I can't talk about because they're pretty ba- major spoilers. But um, there's is a it couple from of the moments. Future? What? No, no. Yeah, well, it's it has to do with the future. Yes, when you eventually find out who the future is and what the actual story going on in Hail Caesar is, um, it is it's brilliant. Like the that that moment, like it, they don't they don't come out and say it, but it is this. You know, they're they're kind of hiding all of it from you for a while, and then suddenly there's this big reveal, and you realize this whole story. This whole plot is like a giant satire on McCarthyism and all this, like all the dark stuff about Golden, Ho- you know, the Golden Age Sweet. of Hollywood. Um, but a lot of the entertainment from the movie is really just a love letter to that era of Hollywood. Um, this is a movie that has uh, syn- a synchronized swimming sequence in it, like a full synchronized syn- swimming sequence, like you used to get in those films, where it's just like. I don't know why this is here. It doesn't actually progress the plot at all. Yes, it sort of introduces Scarlett Johansson's character, but do I need three minutes of synchronized swimming? No. Is it cool to watch? Yeah. Um, and that's the worst of them. The truth is, Channing Tatum's um, musical, musical sequence and, and tap dancing sequence are a highlight of the film for nice. sure. And... I was telling Brad before we started the show that if you go back to to the episode right around Christmas when I watched uh, White Christmas, and I said, like, man, you never get, like, these kind of studio pictures anymore where there's just, hey, here's just some fun songs and here's a Mm -hmm. fun dance sequence, right? Like, you never just get to watch, you know, Danny Kaye and that awkwardly thin woman just dance on, like, a set that you know is a fake set. But I don't care because it's just impressive to watch them dance. This movie's got that kind of stuff. Like it feels like it's filmed in an old um, in an old studio. Very cool. Right? Um, the the actual plot itself is really funny. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of little sequences and little things just thrown in that are like funny little gags. Um, the plot is, I would say, elusive. I don't want to say it's confusing, but they don't. They don't just come out and say, like, tell you what's going on. There's, there's a lot of different threads going on at one time, and they, they don't hold your hand during any of it. Um, so you're just sort of sitting there, like, what is going on, and why is this happening, and, and why am I supposed to care about this, and who is this guy? Like, um, but as the movie goes on, like, it, it sort of trains you early on to not care about the plot and to just have fun with these sequences as they happen. And then near the end, things start tying together, and you go, "Oh, okay." Um, I do but, love when George Clooney plays an idiot. Oh, <laughs> you don't realize how stupid he is. Awesome. Like until until you go, "Oh, oh shit, he's really dumb." <laughs> like he's super dumb. Um, at one t- point, he tells a story about uh, Danny Kay sh- asking him to shave his back, and you're just like, "What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with this guy?" Um, the this is not a movie that most people are gonna get. Like most people are gonna want like start this movie and go like this is frustrating and weird. I don't know why I'm supposed to like this. Um, but if you don't stick it out, um, and if you don't, I, I mean I'll be honest, if you don't have some appreciation for 
that style of filmmaking and what they're paying homage to, you're going to not enjoy some of this movie. Um, for me, there's a lot of little references and stuff like that that, that were really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have that point of reference, I just feel like it's going to be a little lost on you. Um, but for anybody who, I mean, for, for most, for us and for most people who would listen to us, if you've ever seen Casablanca and you're uh, the kind of person who would sit down and watch Casablanca, you're going to watch this movie and be like, oh, this is fun. This is cool. You know, if you've ever watched an old musical like Guys and Dolls or something like that, you're going to be like, this is, I can really appreciate this. Um, because it, it, it's the kind of content that you just don't get to see anymore. Hmm. Uh, and you will probably not get to see anything like this for a long time. Sweet. Um, I mean, who, who tap dances in a movie? It's just crazy. Uh, um, and there's a lot of stuff that's in there. That's Jerry just, and Fred Astaire. I don't know. Right. There's a lot of stuff in there that's like weird just to be weird. Like it's, it's them doing some of the, some of the really quirky stuff that they've done in, in a Raising Arizona or a Big Lebowski. They haven't done like, it in a long time though. No. And this is turned up to 11. You know, Tilda nice. Swinton ter- plays two characters and you never know which character she is. Nice. Like you're just, if Tilda Swinton's there, you're like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just, I'm, I just am confused and I hope I can keep up. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And at the core of it, I'm excited to see it again. Like, I don't know if I'll see it in theaters again, but I'll I'll definitely buy it. Because mm-hmm. um, I actually think that there's a core story here about Josh Brolin that and and what he's going through, and some of the decisions he's trying to make. Um, that is probably more profound than I was able to comprehend this first time. Um, oh, and there's a guy I forget the actor's name, but he plays like the cowboy kid. Every scene he's in is comedy gold nice um and there's a sequence where he and ralph fines are ralph fines plays a director named lawrence lawrence uh and lawrence lawrence is trying to get him to be in like a a very a very upscale drama movie um but he's the this the the cowboy kid's got like this very thick drawl um and he's not a very intelligent person and so here's this like highfalutin you know art director trying to give this kid notes and it's one of the most hilarious like it, it and the the scene just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going and watching these guys go back and forth on this dialogue it's it's really smart and funny um probably some of the hardest i've laughed in a, in a movie Did your parents enjoy it for a long time oh yeah 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 they loved it i went and saw it with rafe and he had a really good time um yeah it, it's just it is weird. It's <laughs> right. it's got a level of satire there that I think um is just, you know, it, it it's it's a little impenetrable at first. And then once you get into it, you're like, "Oh, oh, I see what you're doing." Uh and the moment at the end where you figure out what's actually happening is fucking awesome. Like nice. I I so don't want to spoil it for you and I'm really Good. excited you for you to it. see it because I want to, like, when when I see you and you've seen it, the first thing out of my mouth is going to be like, what about when you saw this? And you're going to be like, yeah, dude, that was fucking insane. <laughs> like, I was not expecting that. I had no idea what was going on, and then, bam. Uh, it's really cool. Sweet. It's definitely worth seeing. So, Sweet. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it. I've watched some other stuff, but, yeah, that's all that matters. Cool. cool. Uh, what's coming out on Blu-ray? Ignition sequence time. Whoa, DVDs. Yeah, baby! Yeah! Oh, yeah! 
<laughs> yeah, I was in Best Buy today, and they have Samurai Cop 2 on the shelf, but my Kickstarter one hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, man. I know mine's oh, getting signed, but yeah. yeah, still, it's like... Well, speaking of bad sequels, Spectre's getting a Blu-ray release this week. This cover's badass, though. This cover's really awesome. I know, Dude, I, everything about I, that uh, that movie, the, like, the trailers were badass. Yeah. Uh, Best Buy has a Steelbook edition with the uh, the glass octopus thing. Oh, really? Uh, but I do like that one a yeah. lot more. I, th- I even when I saw this, I thought it was a Steelbook at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm going to get it just because I like the cover. I don't think it's like horrible. It's just no, it's not. It's not. It's, just okay. it, it's, yeah. it's disappointing. I it, the- it was probably my most disappointing movie last year. Mm-hmm. I bought those others, uh, like Casino Royale and Skyfall with like the custom Steelbook with the like the. Oh yeah, they're the really cool. Up. Those are really cool. Yeah, but yeah, the Spectre one is just the glass octopus thing. I'm mm-hmm. like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> um, or Chappie. Chappie was also really disappointing. Yeah, Chappie was mine. For all you Pokemon fans, uh, you can get a Steelbook edition of the first three movies. So. Right on. There you go. Uh, the. Rear Pokemon the actual guys? theater yeah. movies? Yeah, the theater movies. So Pokemon the movie, Pokemon 2000. I know, I saw both of them in the theater. And, yeah, and then Pokemon 3. We, we went for, to Pokemon 2000 just to hear the Weird Al Pokemon yeah. song. Oh, <laughs> It doesn't show up until the credits. Yep. Right, was it like they're in a cave or something in that one? That's a Mewtwo one, or is it the first movie? The second one's Mewtwo. I don't even remember. I don't know. I don't remember the cave, but I remember the. I think it was the first one where the the, the two Pikachu's slap each other. <laughs> no, no, no. The, back and forth. The first one is Mewtwo. Oh. The second one is some kind of bird dragon, and the third one's some kind of bird dragon, bird dragon dog. <laughs> Pokemon uh, is short for pocket monster. <laughs> does it have a synopsis on the back? Oh, it does. So, gotta catch them all, Pokemon. The Orange Bird Dragon Islands Attack. Not, <laughs> I, no, this, is, all, this is in English, but the descriptions are impenetrable. I have no idea what's going on. Anyway, um, yeah. So, there's your chance. Mm-hmm. See those movies. Crimson Peak gets its Blu-ray release. That movie's good. Yeah, I think I'm inter- I I might pick this up. I yeah. think I'm interested to see it again. Um I think the ending doesn't hold it very well, but Yeah. Uh, I said, should say the very it's... ending. I do like the part with Hiddleston and um Chastain kind of go back and forth. But... I yeah, I like the part where Jessica Chastain runs down a hallway screaming. Yeah. Lot. That but, part's great. <laughs> but then the very end how she meets her maker is meh. Yes. Yeah. It's a little yeah. Uh, some, some movie called Love the Coopers, which is one of those, uh, like, ensemble movies where it, or it's got, like, a huge cast, including everyone from Olivia Wilde to, like, Alan Arkin. I do love Olivia Wilde. Uh, this has got She's John Goodman in it. Smoking hot. Um, here's Ed Helms with a guitar. So, this might be a pleasant film. This is one of those, like, hey, mom and dad, I think you want to watch a movie okay with money. Marissa Tomei in it? Guess what? <laughs> She's Aunt May. She is. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 probably okay. Maybe check that out. Um, MI5 is getting a Blu-ray release this week. I don't even know no, what that no. is. This is not Mission Impossible 5. Now, this is a clear rip-off of Mission Impossible calling some or starring some dude named Peter Firth. <laughs> is it made by the Asylum? Uh, <laughs> it might be. Let me zoom in and Does see if I see Does the Asylum even make movies anymore? I don't even know. Yeah, they do. They made all that Sharknado money. Do they make Sharknados? Lionsgate. This is a movie named, made by Lionsgate. Um, so I think it's actually called MI5 because it's about like the British, hmm. you know, but they're mm. just the, the British Secret on. Service. <laughs> but like, dude, this this cover, just look, look, Brad, look at that cover. I know, I see. That it. is that is 
uh, some dude. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, there's another Mission like, Impossible release movie. of Mission Impossible Five or Rogue right. Nation. I'm like, oh wait, no, that's actually <laughs> nope. just MI Five. It actually looks like Mission Impossible Two because it's got because he's got the long hair and this dude in the back kind of looks like uh, Anthony Dugan Hopkins, Scott. <laughs> right? Like he's got the he's got those big long cheeks. Like if you were across the room and you saw that, you'd be like, Mission Impossible Two. That movie is okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so don't check that out this week, but you know, do, well, actually, if you're in the store, you should look at it and just see what the hell we're talking about. A lizard in a woman's skin. I know the cover's badass for that. Uh, yeah. I it heard is. it's really weird and it's Italian, so I'm not going to watch oh, it. Oh, is it really? But... I was hoping it was some kind of crazy horror movie. I know, but I was, I was going to think Aww. about it, but when it's, you know, it's in got Italian. A, it's and... got a pull quote on the front that says, uh, Lucio Fulci's masterpiece. That makes me much less interested. Oh, so it's like a there's a lizard, and then superimposed over it is a naked lady, and they they sort of and the, and she's got like slightly scaly skin where the two things meet. So yeah, it kind of cool looks like a lady turning into a like a the lizard. name alone and the cover makes me want to get it. Yeah, but when I read descriptions of it, I don't want to get it. A lizard in a woman's skin. I just I just like that title a lot. Me too. Anyway, the leftover season two is getting a Blu-ray release, uh, which is good because I need to. I, I was like halfway through that season, and then Comcast turned off our HBO for two weeks for no reason, and so I, I, I fell behind, and I need to catch up. Fucking Comcast! It, like I know. How we fuck with people today? Let's just turn off their their cable for two days. Yeah. How about how about the how about during the time where the only show you care about being on HBO is on, and is... also not refund for that time that right? Yeah. And then when and then when you call us and complain, we're just gonna drop your your price a little bit and give it back to you. And uh, yeah, anyway, Comcast, you suck. Uh, Lily Tomlin's got some movie called Grandma, where I assume she plays a grandma. <laughs> Don't know what that is, but check it out. This week they are releasing 50th anniversary versions of both the original Star Trek motion picture collection and the Next Generation motion picture collection, um, which I kind of like. I kind of like the old box box art better. But I don't know if this is like a, just a wrap, and then maybe it's the same. It, it might just be the well, exact no, same. Definitely doesn't do anything for the female cast members. Wait, there are female cast members. Yeah, you wouldn't know by those covers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I see. You're talking about um, the Ex- Queen of the Borg, except for the Queen way Borg back Queen. here in the back. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Council Troy. Dude, Ahura is not even important, okay? <laughs> Whoa. My <laughs> just, goodness. I'm just kidding. First interracial kiss goodness. on television? Not important? <laughs> um, anyway, so if you want to purchase those Blu-rays again, then now you could have You could have moderated her panel, Brad, and you pussed out. That's true. true. A Mighty Wind is getting a Blu-ray release this week, which I don't think it's had it's about farts. Uh, what? No, <laughs> really? oh, the no it's about folk music. <laughs> Wait, have you never seen a Mighty Wind? I, I saw part like I saw it at the theater and then like had to leave. Oh, okay. In the um, middle of it, he's like, "I need to see something better." Uh, I know, I love. <laughs> it was pretty boring when I was watching it. Oh, come on, I love a Mighty Wind. It, it, you do, <gasps> of course. Color me shocked. It's maybe my favorite Christopher Guest film. That's really. a good one. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like it. Mo- it would it would probably be either that or or Best in Show. Um, because I like Spinal Tap, but I I, lo- yeah. I definitely like My Mighty Wind more. Um, and I remember people kept on trying to get me to watch Waiting for Guffman, and I thought it was all right. I, yeah, I don't care for Waiting for Guffman. Well, no, I actually uh, For Your Consideration is my least favorite because that's the one that's not a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, Freaks of Nature, 
Which has got to be either an Arrow release or something. Mm-hmm. Oh like, no, it's not. It's a it's new. It's a movie. modern comedy. Oh wow. Yeah. It look. It looks like I one of those horror the theater. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. All right. It was a very short release. It's got like a bunch of yeah, modern comedy people. Get out, undead or alive. I think it's in the same vein as uh the Final Girls, but oh okay, cool. Well, then maybe I'll check that out. It, More it, 80s, I guess. Yeah, now that I realize that it's not, you know, just a... Oh, yeah, because it's got Patton Oswalt in it. Mm-hmm. And Dennis Leary. Okay. Ooh, you want to and... see this movie? I'll tell you why you should see this fucking movie. It's got M- Mackenzie Davis from... Um... Halt and Catch Fire. Halt and Catch Fire, yeah. John... That's awesome. Oh, Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack, yeah. Bob Odenkirk, yeah. Cool. Oh, I love All right. Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> I totally want to check that out now. All right. I just clicked on it because I thought it was one of those movies. Uh, the Southerner is getting a Blu-ray re-release from from Kino, uh, so if you want to go back and watch some old westerny movies, um, Hangman. I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if this is an old horror movie either. I think it it's a new like one. It. It's yeah. a found footage, so I will not be watching it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, whatever. And I think that's it. Hey, what's happening in the movie world? We call this real news. In other news, the Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. It's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! Everyone, it's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! I like a... Do the cha-cha. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. I don't know. I don't. I don't think much happened. <laughs> Star Wars is about to cross two billion dollars. Yeah, and nine hundred million domestically. You know what's really frustrating though? What is Jurassic World was six million dollars away from squeezing itself in between Avatar and Titanic domestically. Oh, six million. Well, you know. This is what my thing is. Titanic actually didn't make that much money originally because it made two hundred million dollars on its re-release in three D. So this, this again, Titanic or Titanic? Yeah, I'm uh, talking about uh, worldwide. Three uh, D here says fifty-seven million. Yeah, that's worldwide. I mean, <laughs> fifty-seven million though they included into the domestic total. So fuck that. Yeah. So oh, so yeah, Jurassic World would have been. Mm-hmm. I call that the James Cameron. Um, Still, fifty-seven loophole. million dollars worth of people were like, "I want to see this again in the theater." Mm-hmm. Three hours. Fair, I haven't seen Titanic since nineteen ninety-seven. Maybe I should rewatch it. Um, no. That's after you're done with your superheroes. That's your next challenge is to <laughs> yeah. watch. Well, I still have Avatar. I still have, I still have Avatar from James, but I have to sit down and be like, "Man, I need four hours to watch this movie." Because it's the extended one you gave me, right? Yeah, but there's not there's not that much. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's maybe ten minutes or fifteen minutes. The funny thing like is, that. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I probably won't even know it was the extended scenes or not. No, the, what they added was actually some stuff that I think needs to be in that movie. I think what he needed to do was cut out some of the dumbass action and some of the bullshit. Um, like you know, most of the third act that's just a whole bunch of dog shit. Um, because the beginning of the movie explains like why he's doing what he's doing, and did you know he has a brother? who died in the military no. and that that's actually an important part of his motivation as a character. No. Right. That's because he cut that fucking shit out of the movie. Cause he's an idiot. Uh, the movie's not that good. I don't know. I haven't seen it in 10 years. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Is it 10 years? 2007, 2009, 2009, uh, yeah. 2009. Yeah. I went and saw it with Laura. That's a, that sounds about right. 
Um, I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I still don't I, believe I it made that much money. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's Every time I see two point seven billion, I'm like, really. Yeah. If you look at like the makeup of it, it really was the rest of the world is to blame. Oh yeah. Because America is like twenty percent of that total. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it's probably just China. You know, they're probably just yeah. like. What's all the other? A lot of countries that just like have. They'll just they'll just watch whatever. I, I, I hate imperialism. It was whatever it came we put out. at the right time when yeah. 3D was like really new. Yeah, and it really captured what 3D was. Yeah, and they treated it like an event. Yeah, that's when like China was making 3D porn movies and shit. Like, yeah, that was that was a crazy time. Um, yeah. Anyway, so do you think like J.J. Uh, Abrams gets to make whatever movie he wants now? Yeah. Yes. It's like I'd like to make. I mean, I think he gets to make whatever movie he wanted before that, but now, <laughs> now he's probably on like at least Christopher Christopher Nolan level of. Yeah, I want to make another Super Eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about that? Hey, oh, yeah. if he goes into a studio and says, "Hey, um, we're gonna completely fund this dude who used to run a podcast movie, and we're gonna put the name Cloverfield on it, and I don't give a shit what you want," like that that movie gets made. But the truth is, like that's that's Bad Robot. Like he gets yeah. to he oh. already had enough control of his own destiny that you know. I know every time I see 10 Cloverfield Lane, I really want to see that movie. Yeah, that trailer is awesome. Man. Uh, I got nothing. Okay. I got, I got nothing. Did you see that trailer for uh, Eddie the Eagle? Yeah, it looks great. Man, I want to see that movie. When I was reading about it before, I was a Hugh Jackman in a ski jumping movie. That sounds stupid. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw the movie and it had that really cool like 80 soundtrack and man, I want to see this movie now. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Cool. Uh, this week we saw Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. James, should people go see PPZ? Um, yeah. So when, when I was trying to convince people to see this movie with me, I kept, I told them like, they asked me if it would be good and I was like, at best this movie is going to be 80% of Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. And I would say that this movie is 80% of Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which is enough that you should see this movie. Um, it's more, it's more Pride and Prejudice than it is Zombies, um, and there's definitely some dumb shit in it, and it looks like a Screen Gems picture, which means that half the time it looks like it, there's way too much post-production, and it's kind of muddy and gross. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it, and I laughed a lot, and Lily James is awesome, and, and I, I, I thought I really liked some of the romance. Yeah, actually I was really surprised about how much I like this movie, because I, I have the book, and I thought the book was, you know, okay. Um, I have a Seth Graham Smith who wrote the book. I'll talk about it in the review. Um, but anyways, um, is there really much that we can spoil about this? Just as no. a, as a warning, yeah, I don't, no. I don't think there is. Um, I'll, but I, just, I want to go into depth. But yeah, I should say I the agree. movie. I had fun with it. Uh, and anytime I can go into theater and have fun, I think is a win. Yeah. So uh, here's the trailer for Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. To succeed in polite society, a young woman must be many things. Kind, well-read, and accomplished. But to survive in the world as we know it, She'll need other qualities. Ah! 
This movie really I, suffers from like being a movie. I don't know how you you market. Yeah, you it know? does big time. And um, and can I tell you that I'm totally falling in love with Lily James? Uh, no, I, because I, I, you know I saw her in Cinderella, uh-huh. and remember you told me to see it. I was like, I'm not seeing Cinderella. That's for pansies and women. And then I watched it and I cried. I'm like, yeah. fuck you, Kenneth Branagh. And, yeah, uh, she's fantastic there. She's, and she's fantastic. She's here. amazing in this movie. Yep, because she has. The right balance of here's the thing that's hard with this movie is you're taking Pride and Prejudice, which is so well known, and you're you're basically just putting zombies in it. Yeah, I mean it really is like it really is. The, the main story is the same, except that every now and then zombies break into their house and they have to fight them for a minute. Yeah, and and, and sometimes in the dialogue, like the dialogue's got a exact, little twist tw- on it. It's tweet. Like yeah. one of my favorite lines is when she's fighting a bunch of the zombies and the guys have been talking about which girls they want to they they really like, mm-hmm. and there's and it's the same dialogue, and then all of a sudden he says. And I, I like, I like how muscular her arms are, or her arms are just muscular enough, and yet yeah. not unfeminine. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. stuff like that yeah. that they just throw in, you know. Yeah, because I mean, the period piece, like the costumes are really great. Uh-huh. I think the, I think the film shot really well. Yeah. I, I think the, um, the director, I think in his action scenes are a little clunky. Yes. Um, because, well, and, and, and here's he, the thing. I think he doesn't have enough budget. I, I to think, be fair. I think. The budget might be an issue, and I also think the PG-13 rating is an issue. Totally. Because um, here's the thing. is zombies movies, if you're going to make a PG-13 one, you, I don't think you can make a movie like this. Because the problem is is you have zombies' heads get exp- get shot and they explode, but nothing happens. Like, they just disappear. Right. Exactly. I think it's so bizarre. <laughs> they just, like, they pop. And the thing is, is I think the zombie makeup is actually really good in the film. Yeah, oh yeah. When they're like that girl with no with no skin on her bottom jaw. Yeah, yeah. Like that stuff's cool. And I think there's and I, and I don't know how. Like, part of my problem is from from just a like rating standpoint, I don't feel like the MPAA should feel like the like gore and blood and saying the f word should be worse than that those kind of effects. Right? I agree. Like. That's, because that stuff's scary. Like the girl, the woman with like the dead the, baby. The dead baby, yeah. It's way more terrifying. Oh, like, I agree. The content needs to be rated more than the like, oh, you said fuck twice. Like, well, I think that's, you know, sometimes I think that that's why the ratings are stupid anyways, because yeah. you take a movie like Sinister and it's rated R, right. but if you actually watch Sinister, there's really not that much violence in it. Right. It's rated R for sheer terror. Right. Because it's scary and it's a movie you should not show anybody young. Right. And I think this movie is enough fun where you can show it to uh, 11, what do you call them? 11, 11-year-olds? 11, 11 11-year-olds. Yeah. Um, but what's really fun about the movie is it's even kind of in the trailer is I think uh, I love the opening scene with Darcy where he goes to the card game. Yes. And he opens up the carrion flies. Yes. And you see the zombie. And I love the POV where he cuts the zombie's head with the the with glass that, yeah and then he stomps it with his foot i think that's looks really cool yes um there's more well, and, and that whole sequence is, is just really well written oh, directed yeah. sequence right like oh yeah like the 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 tension there just the idea of him keeping a little mm-hmm. gla- a little vial full of of carrion flies. and then i love how it comes back later on where uh yes. elizabeth is like catching, catching him, him like you know the karate kid <laughs> yeah um, oh man and, that was good and you know what's cool about this movie too is you know they take Basically verbatim from the book, you know, the sisters are talking about marrying rich men while they're fighting and trying to, you know, hone their skills to fight zombies. I think it's really clever um, where they're breaking down the house and stuff. Yeah. While the sisters are fighting. Right. And then even when uh, Mr. Darcy 
proposes to Elizabeth, oh. and they have that huge fight. I think's really cool, and it's a that's a great scene. It really like, is. It's just a it's a well written little scene. It's it's really romantic, and I was really rooting for the two of them. Yeah. in a dumb horror movie. Yeah, because um, the like the way that those guys portray the the struggle that those guys go through, yeah. right? Where like she thinks he's this way and he mm-hmm. overhears these things and does these things for these reasons. Like all the same stuff that makes Pride and Prejudice a really interesting movie mm-hmm. or or story where you're like, oh man, there's just, there's all these twists and turns and like it, it's got this sort of, you know, level of melodrama to it. Like that's all still here. And so you still have these moments where you really want them to figure it out. And then while they're fighting, they're just literally punching each other and like cutting each other's clothes off. And you yeah, know, it's great. Like, yeah. And yeah. I also want to, Matt Smith is amazing in the movie. Oh my goodness. Uh, he plays he's like so that pansy fun. guy so well. Oh yeah. Where he's talking about how great of a dancer he is. <laughs> and at so... the, at the end when, when everybody's getting married at the end and he's officiating. Yeah. And he's just like, go ahead and kiss Mr. Mr. Darcy. I mean, uh, your, your husband's. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, uh, where I think this movie suffers is actually from the source material. Uh, Seth Graham Smith. I've read most of his books. Because I think his mashups are fun. Yeah. Um, the first book I read of his was obviously, I think Pride and Prejudice and Zombies came out a while ago. Yeah. Maybe 10 years ago. What was the one after that? Was like Abraham War- Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, did he and, did those two? Yeah. And, uh, Wasn't the pro- there one that was like a, there was like a squid, squid monsters, sea monsters. Uh, can't remember. There was, well, there was one that's like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, but it's like, oh yeah, War, War and Peace and Sea Monsters. Oh, okay. That's not him. All right. Never mind. But his concepts lose lose their steam at the end oh um i think this movie was pretty good yeah and and i love uh that you know the reason the dead stay in check is if they don't eat human brains it doesn't make them crazy right um which is really interesting it is and so you know the saint lazarus church and you always knew that uh I i can't remember his name the British officer. Oh yeah, uh, like, like the triangle, love yeah, triangle. I can't right. remember his name. Um, I mean, I knew he's a bad gonna, guy. Yeah, you knew he's going to be a zombie. But so uh, Darcy feeds them a bunch of human brains, and it makes the zombies go crazy. Awesome, which is awesome. But when they, him and Elizabeth and um, Lilith get the out, sister, yeah, uh, or yeah, Lilith, right, Lilith. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Darcy and the guy are fighting in the middle of all this zombie hordes and the zombies don't attack Darcy. I think it's always like weak. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so absolutely. I think the concept kind of loses it. Well, and that, that action sequence in general is not very good. No, but like, I mean, that's one of the places where I felt like mm-hmm. they, it looks very composited. Yeah. I they agree. did a bunch of color correction. So it looks muddy and yeah. weird. And um, you know, too, where the, I think the ratings planned effect where, um, Elizabeth goes downstairs at the party at the ball and oh yeah and you can't see anything oh yeah so it seems like they in post are like oh we can't show this so it's gonna make it really dark yeah both those sequences are actually they suffer a lot because it's too dark and i'm I'm hoping that there's a unrated blu-ray where they lighten it up and show you what's going on there yeah that would be cool i mean i don't know um yeah yeah, so again with uh his works they always suffer i think in the third act yeah Um, i don't think it really detract from the movie i still think it's fun and i still love the performance where she thinks uh mr darcy is dead yeah and she's telling him you know and Lily james is a great actress uh-huh. so i was like man this is pretty good yeah and but but it suffers where it suffers there is that the the because the the action stuff is so kind yeah. of disappointing it it 
the whole movie rests on the shoulders of it, it being Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. So you love it because they did a, because exactly. the acting is good, because the exactly. writing is good, and then the action stuff is so poor that honestly, when it happens, you're just kind of like, hey, can we get to the wedding and the kissing and stuff? Because like that's that's the dope well, yeah. part of this movie, and the rest of this stuff is is kind of like and that's where on it, par with like Van Helsing, and it kind of gets clunky too, where you know, oh, you're just unconscious. Really? They just. She's pretty sure right. he's dead. This is weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like she uh, what, is she surprised that he survived? Like yeah, that's what I mean. Is, like, why isn't there a scene where like you know he's he's you know in a nurse's office and she's like, you know, she's trying to stay away so that it's not obvious that she loves him, but yeah, like, at this, you know, because she's trying to figure out exactly. she's trying to navigate these waters without him. And there being could awake. be these scenes. Maybe it's just they edited it because. Maybe, but I mean, the, movie's, already... the movie's an hour and a half long or yeah. something like that. I think that. it's an hour and 45 minutes. Is it? Oh, okay. But I, mean, I do like... I do like give the... me two more minutes of romance. Come on. I do think the tag scene is actually kind of creepy. It's cool. Where, the, you know... Because uh, I want to see that battle. <laughs> I do, too. Where after the wedding, a, there's I a bunch see a sequel of zombies. To um, I think it looks great. And I, I think the movie is actually better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Especially for a movie that was dumped in February. <laughs> well, and I think it is... It's just a movie that they didn't have any... A lot of the comedy comes from that juxtaposition of... Of this, this like horrible dialogue, and, or of this, this awesome dialogue, and, um, and this, you know, this society atmosphere, mm-hmm. and then like, oh, and there's also zombies, and and the fact that they don't say undead or Walking Dead, or mm-hmm. they say zombie, mm-hmm. which sounds so bizarre coming it out does. of characters' mouths. It does. Um. So like, uh, but you notice too, the beginning credits were like Hansel and Gretel. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think the opening credits are really great. Yeah. Well, so what's weird, the movie starts very bizarrely, because mm-hmm. there's like an opening sequence that's kind of long, and then they start those weird mm-hmm. credits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, oh, because the opening sequence with the carrying flies and everything yeah. is first, and then they do the, that sequence, yeah. Um, but but because it's that weird juxtaposition, the trailers are all very, yeah. like, they almost try to do it, so like, there's one trailer that starts off like, oh, it's Pride and Prejudice, and then there's zombies, mm-hmm. and then there's another one that's like, bah, there's zombies, Oh, but they also drink tea, and it just never plays yeah. right in the trailers. Yeah, um, which I think is why most people are probably going to skip this movie because they're going to look at it and go like, this is "Another one of those fucking Van Helsing pieces of shit." Yeah. Like this is just like another that. one of those Scream Gens this pieces. Is, of shit. Exactly right. They're going to be like, "Oh, this is another Hansel and Gretel witch hunt or some stupid idea like that," and they don't realize that it's actually really good. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Agreed. Um, so next week we're seeing Deadpool. Yeah. And possibly Zoolander too. I don't want to, yeah. prom- I don't want to overpromise again this Actually, week. Actually, I was going to talk either. to you about that just cause, uh. Oh, is the, is the schedule rough the week after? It might be worth, well, it might be the week after the week after next. No, cause that. the week after, I've, there's actually Hold a movie on. I want to see the next week. Hold on. Well, I mean. Fact checking. You can see podcasting. Zoolander too. I was, I was thinking we make it an episode later in the um, schedule. Hold on. Oh, well, we could also see How to Be Single, (laughs) because that's coming out. And Where to Invade Next. You know I'm going to want to see that. Yeah. So the week after is Race and Risen. Did you see the trailer for Risen? I did. I I really want to see The Witch. Oh, The Witch is the week after. Because it was just endorsed by the Satanic Temple of New York. Are you kidding me? No. Eddie the Eagle, Gods of Egypt, (sighs) or Triple Nine. Oh, we're, we're seeing Eddie the Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to see Gods of Egypt, because <laughs> it looks so bad. Really? <laughs> what happened to Alex Proyas? I don't know. Like, talk about directors who had such great starts, 
and have gone so like just steadily downhill. You know? Maybe we'll be surprised and Gods of Egypt is amazing. That movie looks like complete dog shit. <laughs> it does. That movie looks like one that movie looks like immortal. We've been doing this for five, six years now. Has that ever happened? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it has totally happened. Mm-hmm. I I if if not uh, for, I'd say Pride and Prejudice and Zombies it came out better than sure, I thought it was going to be. Absolutely. Um I would say that I if not for whatever the last piece of shit that Alex Perez made, was it Knowing? No, there's something since Knowing. Mm. Anyway, I I want to trust Alex Perez as a creative person more than Will Ferrell at the time that Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters came out. So like what I'm what I'm saying is I had less hope for Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters than I should this movie. Um, so theoretically, yes, it has happened before. Yes. <laughs> um, but this movie is going to be complete dog shit. It probably will be. Oh, yeah, totally. It looks like Immortals. Yeah. Remember Immortals? Yeah, I do. Man, what a horrible movie. I remember Immortals was, was cool, though, with the whip, though, where you'd like whip people and they'd go into like pieces. Yes. Right? There was, that was something that like, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, this week, Deadpool Zoolander 2. The next week. The Witch. The Witch. Then Eddie the Eagle. Then Eddie the Eagle. And maybe Gods of Egypt. <laughs> and London is falling. Yeah, and then the year, and then the summer starts <laughs> with London has fallen in the first week of March. Yep. In the traditional uh, Marvel, first Marvel <laughs> yeah. movie of the year slot. When is the first Marvel movie of the year? Uh, it's the Civil here? War. It's May. Maybe we should move Zoolander 2 the same week as The Witch, though, because, like, trying to make a title for that this well, is gonna be the witch? bitch so, <laughs> so? <laughs> oh man oh dude and then 10 cloverfield lane is is march mm-hmm. 11th that comes up so quick oh next week is definitely deadpool lander <laughs> <laughs> oh. did you see the billboards for deadpool they have so many different marketing there's things. so there's a skull and a crossbones a picture of poo yeah <laughs> it's funny Oh, guys. All right. So you have, you both have between now and March 18th to see both of the Divergent films. Nah, because the only movie coming out that week is Allegiant. Oh, we're seeing something else. Uh, are you forcing, are you going to force me to see that? Like, I think you see the, Hunger Games. You know, the other Maybe. one, the other one that week is Miracles from Heaven. So there you go, Ryan. You can either see a super <laughs> Christian movie or you and I can go see Allegiant. You could go you could play you could play my card and you could just go see Allegiant without seeing the first ones <laughs> and see if it's any good at all. <laughs> yep. You know that because there's no Hunger Games movie this year there if we not. have to scratch that itch. And and I'm telling you better than Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Better than Hunger we'll Games. see. You don't know? I don't know. I said we'll see, because I don't know. We could always do Film Explosion 87. I own Divergent. I can bring you a copy of it. You should definitely let me borrow it, because I'm not going to spend money to watch it. No, I agree. Um, And then they've got... And then the next week is is Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. I love these posters. This is the coolest thing to come out of of Batman vs. Superman, is these, like... Oh, the paper tear. Yeah, they're, like, torn paper pop art looking yeah. posters I dig it. um the, it's yes it's the best piece of marketing about this whole movie everything else looks like complete dog shit Do, they're supposed to release a specific batman and separate superman trailers 
soon here. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, like cool? if you're on Batman, it's going to be like a Batman-centered trailer and then a separate Superman-centered trailer. So, so like no one's going to see the Superman one? <laughs> right, yeah. like <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Jesse likes Superman. He's the only person I know who likes Superman. Yeah, he's actually skeptical on this movie. Is he? He's like, yeah, they showed way too much. I'm like, well, it may be because they're... Maybe there's another supervillain crammed yeah. in there. Yeah, we'll see. There's a be fun. Super Bowl trailer. Then there is, so you got to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> you got that's right. You've got to watch four hours of football so that you can watch two minutes of Ninja Turtles. That's right. For a movie you don't want to see, just watch it and go Broncos. Very beginning, huh? Go Broncos. Yeah, they need all the help they can get. No, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you uh, think so? Yeah, I do. When two years ago I had that like the number one offense ever, mm-hmm. and this year they have they're limping along with Peyton Manning. They also have the best defense by far. Yeah. But then there's the Carolina Panthers who are Mm. like almost unstoppable. Mm. Only one team beat them. That is true, but they've also only played four teams that had winning records. The Broncos played 10. I think we'll be all right. I don't know anything. I, I, I like I like watching James over here just like sports, sports, sporting sports. Yeah. Sports, sports. I I like a football game. I'll probably... Do some work while I'm watching it or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to get I'll my ass kicked while I'm doing it. I have Wait, to work what? at the wing place. Oh, right. It's oh, going to okay. be out of control. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to pick a fight with with, uh, with Jimmy that. Newton down the street. He's a real asshole. He's going to kick my ass. When the, I got when I was talking to the officer, mm-hmm. he's like, uh, so is Ryan currently employed? I'm like, I don't think so. Oh, wait a minute. No, he has that wing job. <laughs> so this Sorry. Is, that's the same thing I did where yeah. I, they asked me, and I was like, they asked me where he was currently working. I was like, um, he's some wing place, but I don't know the name. I'm sorry. He's been waiting for you to give him a job. I literally said that. I was like, he's, <laughs> nice. he's just, he's waiting for, and then what, did, then what did he say? Uh, I think he chuckled slightly and then just moved nice. on to the next question. Yeah. I don't know. He asked me, like, how many times a week? I was like, you know what? I think it's just weekends. I don't care. <laughs> it's sporadic, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I said part time. So part time. Yeah, yeah. But I emphasize that you're like you're a big family man, and you you'll do oh, anything. Oh, nicely done. Nice to hear if you take care of him. Good man. Yeah, good man. That's why I put you guys down as references, and yeah. you're the only guys I hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about fucking. <laughs> yeah. On a podcast. Oh. All right. Enough about my personal life. Yeah. <laughs> Until next week. Bye. <laughs> Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.